In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. You've got your good thing, and I've got mine. Do we do like a clipping on this podcast? Do we do we go straight into it? You know, I will never. (laughs) I this is the perils of a monthly podcast. I have no idea what we do in it. I just turn up and and into a microphone. You know what the cut open of the last episode was? It was like you saying that you don't remember how to do this podcast, and then realizing that you say that in the beginning of every episode. I say it every time because I do never remember. Um, so every time I'm like inventing from a whole cloth like the format of this podcast <laughs> it's not like that revolutionary it's pretty normal uh huh well listen just there is four regular different. friends yeah. talking about David Lynch we may blur the line sometimes around goofy commentary and genuine analysis <laughs> but that's just our distinct style yeah. of of conversation four nerds right? shooting the shit <laughs> <laughs> the trailer to every uh, Max Fun podcast. Just letting our minds ramble wherever they want to go. <laughs> These twisted little scalps of ours got all sorts of secrets. Just four <laughs> film buffs getting together and really getting deep into what's important in the works of Orchard David Lynch. Orchard. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Yeah, welcome to Lynchpin. <laughs> Here we are. Hello. We're here. We're here every month without fail. We we watch so much episode and then we talk about yeah. it. This um, is the most we're ever going to watch for one episode. So Yeah. This is the most content for an episode and also the least uh involvement from David Lynch <laughs> uh-huh. in That's an episode. True. <laughs> That's a point, yeah. I'd not, I'd not thought about it specifically that way, but yeah. Yeah, let's talk about a lot of episodes that David Lynch had pretty much nothing to do with, and then <laughs> the last one that he did direct. Talk about a bunch of episodes that David Lynch had open resentment for for a huge amount of the nineties. Mm, yeah, and he's not I did wrong. Like, um, he's not wrong about some of them. I think some of them. I think you know it was really funny watching the last episode. And just seeing how different it was it's a different to like show. all the ones, it is yeah. a different very, the style. Yeah. It's just completely different, and I very think very sobering. So I've been watching with my parents, um, who were watching for the first time, um, and they, you know, they got really into it when season two got into like the middle section. Uh-huh. You know, that's when they, that's when they got really <laughs> invested in the show. <laughs> um, and I think as soon as that last episode started up, and um. You know, Donna's dad was like punching Ben Horn. They were oh all like, god. "What is? What is this? Where is this melodrama is... come from?" Oh my god! <laughs> I just, I think they were, I think they were disappointed. To be honest. Oh my god! <laughs> that that okay. Evelyn, I would lo- would have loved to see more of her. Yeah, I miss Evelyn. <laughs> god, I wish they'd gotten some sort of spin-off show with just James <laughs> and Evelyn. That would have been great. That would have been really cool. Wow. Yeah. What if they got Can like? Should we, should we introduce ourselves or just dive? Oh, yeah. You know who we are. 
Hey, it's us. I'm Chaz. And guess what? Uh, you've never been serenaded before, but I'm doing it to you right now. Oh. In this field, at this picnic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Billy Zane. Okay. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Janosch. And I could have sworn Harry is going to fuck a doorknob. <laughs> 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 that's the real twin peaks mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah once once leland dies it should just say the real twin peaks begins now <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm your host alec uh and i know what a combination of sexual maturity and superhuman strength can result in <laughs> a good plot line i was thinking what. about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> i've written down like three potential lines for this so that I made sure to get one because there were a lot of good lines oh there are so many and I'm Jan and I don't want to talk I want to shoot (laughs) 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 oh where to begin with these episodes because it really goes through um I think various iterations I think so yeah in these episodes yeah I think there's so many subplots vaguely there's like four TV shows in 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 like these yeah twelve episodes uh-huh. or whatever. I think like the yeah. first one is the stretch where Cooper is uh, investigated by the FBI. Um, yeah, that's that's like the first chunk. Then the second chunk is in which I barely remember Cooper even being in them, and it's like centered around uh, fucking Josie and uh, <laughs> Eckhart's. Um, and also fucking James and Evelyn and uh, mm. the and also little Nikki and little Nikki and yes also fucking Ben Horn Civil War Ben Horn Civil War yes it's yeah just like that all the good that shit stretch one. that's like the worst stretch to me uh, this this like second stretch <laughs> that centers around mm. those and then like yeah. from the point on that James is not in the show anymore and Josie is dead. <laughs> Or, or a doorknob. <laughs> From that point on, it's like maybe like my favorite uh, bit of Twin Peaks, like those final five episodes. Like the plot gets like so much more tight. Uh, it it feels like it's less like it feels like things are starting to happen. It focuses more on the. Uh, it's a new show. It, yeah, files. it focuses more mm. on the like win the world stuff and like the whole like beauty pageant thing uh, is like neatly building up and then the final episode like as you mentioned it still feels like it, it feels like a good conclusion to what came before but it's still like kind of feels like an entirely different show again mm. yeah yes. yeah yeah you are you're right about the last five episodes i always remember the last two being really really good but i think it's mm. the last five when they start yeah. to focus a lot more on the, on the yeah. windermill thing and that's when I, I remembered a feeling that I felt like I'd been, been uh-huh. missing from the rest of it for so long. It's the focus. threat. There's no yeah. yeah focus and like the yes. really the really strong underpinning threat that is just completely missing well, for yeah. the rest of the season. And then Windermere <laughs> comes back in, and Angelo Badalamenti's like scary music comes back. Yeah. In. Yeah. yeah, it's you know you're going somewhere good. Yeah, it's like it's like having a central mystery, which the show just loses mm-hmm. <laughs> for like a whole, a whole like seven episodes of there being like a central thing that everyone's like, oh, what's this mm. that keeps you coming back? And there's no central mystery and like, what's up with Josie's <laughs> fucked <laughs> husband? <laughs> 
or like, oh, who planted drugs on Coop? Even though we uh, know because we just watched it happen. Uh-huh. Um, dead dog. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> dead dog farm. Dead dog farm. The dead dog brings out the worst and the best in humanity. You know, the good the good person will got stop to look, and in between, the rest of us struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. So I guess should we do it by story or by like sections? I think I feel like there's there are, there are enough like discrete storylines yeah. that to fo- you yeah, can but pretty, I, I do pretty think, easily like, focus the, on. We need to like save the good bit for later before we like talk about all the bullshit that happens before because it does seem it does feel like it. There's like a distinct break from the point that James exits the show. So <laughs> <I think>. okay, <laughs> shall we, shall we start there? Sometimes I just want to get on my bike and go. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you would, James. We wish and you would. And he does. And he did. And then to his credit. You know. To his credit, he does leave. It's it's just like the idea of having a storyline that's completely outside Twin Peaks. Like not just in fucking One-Eyed Jacks or whatever, but mm. just in a completely different place with strangers. It's such a funny idea for a show called Twin Peaks and obviously like most of the return yeah. takes place outside Twin Peaks but like this mm. is so yeah but like build different. it around like you have to build it around characters that are able to carry that yeah and he's he's just not a great actor like I don't know if it is no. just the, the material but I think he's just so inconvinc- unconvincing yeah. with like all of his lines <laughs> he's just like yeah, I was really hurt when I was in Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she's just like this very sexy woman who's like, oh, James, you're so interesting. <laughs> you're so pure. So yeah, he's just empty. He's just a guy. I don't know. To me, the, forehead. the Evelyn subplot represents like a sort of culmination of all the bullshit subplots. Like all just like amassed into one thing you've got adultery and like framing for murder and like vague yeah. incest yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I'd, forgot, just, I'd forgotten about that angle of it yeah and then cars and yeah. mysterious bars in the middle of nowhere it's just it's a it's a swirling mass yeah because like tonally i mean you could all, well maybe not tonally it's more like I guess in plot, so it sort of like feels kind of blue velvet-ish to me, which is very funny. Mm. I think, uh-huh. and that it's like mm, I don't know, it's almost, just yeah. like when it's the two of them, when it's like James and Donna, and they're like trying to escape from the police, and they're at the bar, and mm. you know, there's this whole plot line. I'm like, okay, this is kind of like a you know, like sort of noir esque mm. drama it just falls apart because it's not compelling i don't know who evelyn is i hate to see james do anything but it's a good point um, with the blue violet stuff because it, it, like, it does feel like the people who were in charge of the show after david lynch like and mark frost kind of fucked off for a season uh, it feels the people that were left they were like trying to trying their best at aping david lynch and like what's the david lynch thing that we could do and that's what they came up with. And I think that's for most of the, like, for most of the bad storylines in, like, the first, the first half of the second half of season two. Um, <laughs> most, of, most of those bullshit storylines do come from a place of, well, David Lynch isn't here anymore, and Mike Frost. 
um what what was it what was this show about and it's not for, for some reason the the answer they come up with isn't um a mystery that like keeps the viewers going and keeps them want to turn in every week but instead it's uh making some weird wacky shit happen which did happen a lot in Twin Peaks even before but there's there's a lack of a central hook now yeah yeah, they're just like, you know, what's quirky stuff? It's like with, with Nadine. Obviously, Nadine already was like, I think I'm a child. Yeah. And that's kind of mm. freaky. And, like, she was always had, like, kind of super strength. Like, she had super strength in the first season, more or less. Um, but being like, what if she, I don't know, what if there's a whole love triangle with a teenage boy that she was like... <laughs> Let's into. make it an actual, like, high school drama now. Yeah, wouldn't that yeah. be funny? Um, what if she? What if she's the first woman to be in the boxing team, <laughs> and we have like the black coach stand up and talk I about love how the it's coach. inspiring? The one black character. No, um, there's two because uh, one of the people from the FBI who investigates him is also black. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Great classic characters that everyone remembers. Great job at <laughs> oh, yeah. at casting POC in your show. Um, just want to go back to James with Evelyn for just a second. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't think we have like conveyed what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like even the the first scene they meet was so funny to me because like James walks into a bar and there's this mysterious femme fatale that you have to like mm-hmm. you know they think mm-hmm. we should we should be so intrigued by her right? I'm pr- yeah. I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> from from that first that first meeting i I feel obviously i've seen the whole show before like twice but i i feel like even for a newcomer watching that first scene you immediately once you even see evelyn you know what that story arc is going to (laughs) be yeah pretty much pretty much exactly visual storytelling (laughs) (laughs) and like the first Um, their first conversation is like i i noticed how like fucking this like they're just saying sentences at each other that they that all yeah. like are supposed to sound very cool but say nothing like it's just <laughs> <laughs> why yeah, it's, it's like the improv game where you're only allowed to ask questions <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like if they were playing that <laughs> yeah they're literally just spinning their wheels at the bar yeah yeah <laughs> just trying to draw out for time i think it's so funny as well when um, Donna comes to the bar looking for James and she's like on the same chair like doing the same thing it's like is this just what she does does she just hang out <laughs> on that chair being like I'm going to be super mysterious I feel like it's, it's just will talk to me. <laughs> it's just one of the couple of opportunities they, they try and give Donna some relevance in this yeah. bit of the season oh yeah like, Donna is like doesn't, doesn't work any of the times <laughs> Donna is absolutely like the, the society has progressed past the need for Donna. She, <laughs> yeah. she has nothing to do in well, the because, entire rest of the season. Well, they made mm-hmm. this point. I was watching um, Jenny through Twin Peaks again, because I think it, it is a really good, like, rundown on YouTube of, like, mm. you know, just, like, the sort of background and various stuff. And Hugh makes the point that, like, after Leland dies and they have his wake, um, the Palmer family completely disappears from Twin Peaks. Mm. Um... So we don't see Sarah Palmer again until the very, very last episode where she's like briefly brought in, which um, mm. I think David put into the script, um, along with Renette Pulaski putting her in again yeah. as well. 
And it's just like, it's not only that that plot line has finished, it's just that all effects of the plot line have pretty much finished. So no one mm. is even talking about it really or feels that affected by it apart from like vaguely. So you'd be like, oh, Ben Horn's like, oh, my lawyer's crazy and now I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a lunatic, but he's not like, I mean, he had the whole thing where he was like, I was in love with Laura and. I was obsessed with her, and now he's not even thinking about Laura. No, no one mentions her. <laughs> Everyone um, forgets about Laura. Yeah, yeah. like and, and like Donna's like Donna's whole point to her character, more or less, is that she's like both. She both hated Laura because of the secret she kept from her and the ways where she was cruel to her, but also loved her very deeply as like a best friend who also loved her in return. And then it's like. Because when, when Laura's gone and all references to her have been like expunged, <laughs> it kind of makes her character like incredibly pointless. Everyone kind of forgot about Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it was just a minor uh, mystery and it got resolved. So like, to <laughs> yeah, it was the whole. <laughs> the it was only the time fault we... of the whole town, and it was like profoundly affecting. Yeah. But no, like, maybe it wasn't. Once you but found then, the killer, then... uh, all the trauma related to it is healed even if it is like kind of fucked up that her dad did it you know it's fine don't worry about it he was possessed everyone got their everyone got their closure just like us as the audience got our closure you know (laughs) yeah he beat his head to the ground and then bob floated into an owl and went through the woods and i was like damn really it wasn't actually about like the evil of the nuclear family in suburbia it was just an evil possession guy uh-huh. who did it. it was just a ghost yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it was a spooky maybe ghost bob that is just a it. ghost that does fucked up that, shit maybe Sperm is the ghost that men do it was extremely maybe funny bob also just a spooky like, ghost <laughs> the next time bob appeared was when Josie yeah. died. <laughs> yes. Like, that's the plot yeah. that's supposed to be the equivalent to, or like the evil that's supposed to be the equivalent to Laura Palmer. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's when Josie uh, dies and he appears and goes, What? Coop, what? <laughs> What's wrong with Josie? <laughs> yeah. Very camp. Yeah. Do we, do we have anything else to say bed. about James and Evelyn? Uh, or should we like. That's well, it's it's dumb. No, it's bad. Uh, There's no profound revelations about it, really. Yeah, I, I found it dumb, but I found it sort of like predictably dumb. There's, it's not it's not dumb in in as interesting a way yeah, as yeah. I feel like other bits of other yeah. bits of the show. That's, that's how I feel about or as it. Entertaining as a way. I, I think I did mention on an earlier episode when I first watched Twin Peaks. I at one point I just started to like fast forward through. Um, all the James Whoa. and Evelyn scenes, and now I didn't. Yeah, but in retrospect, I might as well have. Like, if you're listening to this and you have never watched Twin mm. Peaks, um, you can skip all the James and Evelyn stuff. It's nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. Even, I, I as you said, I like, like even funny. the other bad parts of of these seasons are at least like entertainingly bad or interestingly bad. Yeah, mostly. I yeah, the one that really upset. Well, it didn't even upset me, but I found it really weird. It was like the brief "What if Audrey and Bobby have a like a fair bit?" I found that, <laughs> that oh, was yeah. interesting. Yeah, the re- Bobby to- kind of oh, gone. is an asshole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In some of these, like, there's. I think, I think the writers there's no didn't reason for get him, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. He has nothing to do. He turns like, up and he takes some pictures for Ben Horn. Is that it? Yeah, he blackmails he Ben Horn. 
Yeah. Right. And then he just works for Ben Horn, and that's the end of his. That's the end of all he Which has means to he's do. just, yeah, sitting in Ben Horn's office watching him do nonsense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He he makes Shelly stay at home and look after Leo while he wanders around in a suit and is like, I'm a big shot now. <laughs> I'm gonna take Audrey to get some ice yeah. cream. But speaking His of big like David Byrne suit. Speaking of like the <laughs> idea of Bobby and Audrey having an affair, mm. <laughs> one of the things I read about the season was that apparently like originally the writers uh, after after the Laura Palmer mystery got resolved, the next thing they wanted to do is um develop uh, a plot where like Dale and Audrey get together <laughs> and yeah. but mm-hmm. but they abandoned mm-hmm. it because I quote Kyle MacLachlan refused to film it yeah Good yeah man. yeah apparently um, Laura Flynn was it Laura Flynn yeah. Boyle got mad because she was dating Kyle and she was like if they mm. have a romance then that will make Kyle instantly <laughs> cheat on me <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that was like the reason why she uh, why she was recast for Firewalk with me because apparently she just like acted awfully on set all the time. Uh, every time yeah. uh, Kai McLachlan and Sherilyn Fan had to do a scene together, <laughs> she was like throwing a fit. Yeah. So <laughs> they decided that she's not gonna he's not gonna keep her around mm-hmm. for uh, Firewalk with me. But I am kind of glad mm-hmm. that the like Dale and Audrey thing went nowhere because there's Wait. there's like a few you know there's a few episodes where yeah. it's very clear that the writers are still trying to make it happen, uh, and then then it's like completely mm-hmm. abandoned, and uh, instead we get uh, instead we get Billy Zane and instead we get Annie, yeah. which both of them are like much better. I love. I feel Annie. like it's it's oh. I feel like it's telling for what they think of Audrey as a character that the only way to have her still in the story and still interesting is to attach her to a new man that has to woo her. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Well, and I guess that speaks to like what David Lynch thinks will make Audrey interesting by like having her go and try to do something interesting by chaining herself to the bank vault. My God. And then having everything else around her be very slow and boring god that's true like that's yeah. that's so much more true to her character that we barely ever see mm. it's it's really funny i think actually um because like her whole beginning of season two plot line and like season one plot line i guess as well as this profound horror and like her father and like what he did and the fact he owns One-Eyed Jacks and his relationship to Laura and all that stuff. And, like, she's horrified by it all. But then as soon as he's, like, recovered, she's like, maybe I do like my dad because he's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. person. Isn't <laughs> it been, like, a couple of weeks since she would have seen yeah. him try and have sex with her? <laughs> it's been a fortnight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's, he's good now. He eats carrots. And he's like, I'm saving the ferret. He's carrots and uh, wears tracksuits. Yeah. The pine so, weasels. Can we talk about the pine weasels? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, Delightful. A, that's, a, that's the second Yeah, that's a later plot line. I Let's, guess we should oh, okay, just right. yeah, fucking yeah. quickly tick off all the great plot, plot lines that get resolved at the beginning. Um, the restaurant critic plot <laughs> gets resolved in, I think, oh the first God. episode oh, yeah. we watched this week oh, in, yep. like, one sentence. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like the more important bit is the the professor who's the, the professor. 
the, the professor. professor, everyone's favorite Twin Peaks yeah, character. Yeah, character that when he showed up, I, I was like, who him. is this? And as we started recording this episode, I was still like trying to wreck my brain uh, who the guy was, who the like uh, the early plot centered around. Yeah. He's a Mountie, but he's also a drug dealer. He's also a non-specific evil guy. He's, he's, like, he's like a dumb guy who's like, oh, I'll help you sell coke because you took me to this place and got me drunk and I love to do crime and I've been inside, but I promised <laughs> my wife I wouldn't anymore, but I guess you persuaded me, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And also... The Renault guy's here, and also an evil Canadian guy who's <laughs> planting coke on Coop. And now he's now he's a deputy, and he's wearing plaid, and it's cool. Oh, what's going on? Um, yeah, like the it's a, great oh, a good way to make us care about this new uh, hit character, the professor, is to like link him to our two favorite characters. Hank and <laughs> the fucking whatever the name of this Renault brother is. Jean Jacques George Renault. <laughs> it's well, true. Jean. It's true. God damn it. <laughs> oh. It's just, uh, I mean, it, it does feel really weird to have this, like, Hoop gets expunged from the FBI plotline because. I guess it's meant to disempower him for a bit, but like, that's nothing's really made of it. No, it doesn't do anything. He's not even sad. He's just like, I'm going for no. shit. <laughs> he's just like, well, that's too bad. Yeah. Even da- David Lynch is like on the phone. He says, I don't like what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so funny that he's still in it yeah. every now and again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but like uh, from the point he like in the in the early episodes, I think he really like is just on the phone. Um, yeah. And then when he shows up again, the show immediately becomes better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah. Uh, so there is a bit though when Albert's like, "I love, I love this plaid. Kind of works on you. Kind of hot. Appreciate he's, that." He's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Good look. Also, when he comes back, he and Harry like have a hug, and I'm like, "Damn, they're friends." Oh. Yeah, that was. But good. I do I like think that. Harry should be in jail. I have, I have no idea how like, <laughs> accurate it is to like Albert and Harry's characters, but I did like to see it. Well, you know, they've they've come to an understanding, I guess, which allows them to to hug very very dramatically. <laughs> um, this ain't your grandpa's Twin Peaks. This is this is the new Twin Peaks where they get it on. Um, yeah, Denise is so, here. Oh, Denise is here. Yeah. Ah, uh, Denise. Mm, Denise. 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 Darling. She's really. David Duchovny looking great. Yeah. See, I was like dreading yeah. this bit because I couldn't remember how bad it was, and I was like, "Oh, is it gonna be like uncomfortably bad?" You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. I still can't tell <laughs> yeah. if it was good or bad because it was like uh, not overly. It wasn't cruel, I think. No, but it's also kind of jokey in a way where it's yeah. like not great. I think the mm, the whole thing with Hawk in mm. that's a little, uh, yeah. uh, but like I, 
I I kind of like it. And like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fact that her character is sort of valorized retroactively in the return like I I'm okay with I I think there are much better reasons to cancel Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. than Denise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's far more racist. Um, yeah, <laughs> this what just gonna make this Asian woman my slave? Like, yeah. mm, I don't oh. know about that. Yeah, it's like far, has far straight far up with weird yeah. orientalism. Yeah, it's like <laughs> absolutely the racism is much worse. And then is is like a, yeah. like she is very like you know obviously problematic She's... to have like uh, a cis guy play a trans woman whatever but still like David Duchovny is very charming in the part right right yeah and her story of like I don't know whenever there's a trans person I think of I, I try to like I don't know I notice how they talk about the feeling of being transgender and mm. Denise's whole thing of like wearing women's clothes just relaxed me like that felt good and better than the whole like I was born in the wrong body and mm. it's a curse sort of thing like yeah I think that frame but, but like is it as good is as when uh, Eddie Redmayne like looks into the mirror and gets horny <laughs> <laughs> oh, haven't the seen the ago? film uh, oh Jesus Christ <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll pass. Okay. And that's uh, a movie that was gone like fucking. That, that was done like 20 years after this and was nominated for an Oscar. So. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is better just because of like the casual way it is. It's not presented as like a massive deal. It's just like. Yeah. She's here. Exactly. And I did like I when Audrey. That. Yeah. I, I did like when Audrey was like, they have female agents in the FBI, and she was like, shit, I could join the FBI as a female agent, rather than dating Dale, marrying uh, yeah. him and being his agent wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, like really, like, most of the characters uh, were very normal about Denise. Mm. Uh, I think Harry had, mm -hmm. like, a weird moment and talk or whatever, but, like, Dale accepted yeah. it immediately, which was cool. Uh, and, like, yeah, yeah the, the Audrey thing was also, like, pretty okay mm. uh, like I, I did think like Denise was like the best part of that plot <laughs> because everything else was just so dark oh. and she was like yeah, bringing yeah. Uh, you know Good energy, I think. a bit of charisma I guess to to this entire thing or like a reason to keep well, yeah, watching it's, it's mm. a new a new character that's been added to that plot that is interesting to watch that has anything interesting going on with them at all yeah yeah the most yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. of the characters yeah well you've got the other renault yeah the canadian guy <laughs> it's just canadian what's his name can any of us remember his name <laughs> no, no, but he had a i mustache. thought he was the pro i thought he was the professor i'm not gonna lie no the, the, professor <laughs> the professor's was the british the, guy. the husband yeah uh ernie yeah ernie yeah. niles okay okay i see I don't know. I don't know who the fucking Canadian guy was. He's got an awful mustache. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Um, He's like, oh, I'm, I'm too nervous. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, no, don't make me do it. <laughs> um, but he does. Yeah. This is, I don't even remember. They plan a drop at the place, but then they have a kidnapping and 
I don't know. He gives a John Renault gives a weird speech, and it's like the only mention of Laura mm. when he says like. Just like, ah, before you came, Twin Peaks was like a dream, but now you're here and the dream becomes a nightmare. Um, and that just feels very weird. Like every character has to, I feel like every character has said the line, uh, it was just a small town. It was like a dream, but now it's, be- it's become a nightmare. You know? Yeah. Felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, my only commentary. Like, I mean, totally is just like ping ponging all over the place because they they kind of present him as like he's this epic mastermind, but then mm. all the plotline around him is just incredibly stupid. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, somebody's here with food. Let me just let them in." Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Oh, we must oh we must let her, we must let her in. I, uh, don't worry, don't worry. I can I can it but it will be fine." Um, <laughs> It's yeah. It's is this your first host- hostage nothing. situation? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the rules. Mm. Uh. I was very grateful when that plot line came to an end. Yeah, they just they yes. get in. You shoot, you shoot the the other Renault, and then we're done. Don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> That's yeah, totally worth which, it. Which leads <laughs> us on to the most, the next most important plot line, which is Dick Tremaine versus Andy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, he's here. <laughs> A special little boy. boy, this guy. <laughs> Is he the son of the devil? Did he kill his parents? Yes, yeah, <laughs> afraid. Did child but... kill his parents? <laughs> little Mickey, maybe the devil. <laughs> they, they break into uh... the record place to like check his records. I'm like, Andy, you're a policeman. <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> he is. You can just ask. You can just. Oh my god. There's like one scene in there where like they're talking about little Nikki, like maybe a killer, and and they're playing the Angelo Bottom Bottle Menti like the Bob music. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah. this is not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> at all this is a child God. i love little i love little Nicky. he's the best yeah he he knocks andy off a chair he like i don't know he like presses a car horn you know it's, it's all stuff that you would look at and go this child literally murdered his parents <laughs> that's such a good scene though like uh what's little nicky's deal is right it is like an orphan and like um just taking care of him, like Dick decides to uh, basically watch after him, and then like him mm-hmm. and uh, Andy both try to prove to Lucy that they'd be good parents, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's like a scene when um, when Dick and Andy and little Nicky are both like are all three like eating ice cream together. <laughs> mm. He's like, start, he's he starts pranking both of them. And every time, like, one of them gets owned, the other is like, yes, Nikki, you are, that's a very funny joke you did to Uncle Andy. <laughs> They're just encouraging it. I don't see what the issue is, you know. Why would you think this child is bad when you're like, oh, it's incredible that he spun a stool and that knocked Andy to the ground? <laughs> he goes, did Andy, what did he say? He said something incredible. He's like, 
Die dann kleinen Dinge, hat die Bumm yes. <lacht> Das war jetzt, ja. Uh, ah, Jesus Christ. <lacht> no, um, awful plotline. Uh, it's, it's awful, but as we were saying earlier, it's awful in a way that is much more entertaining yeah. to actually sit through. Yeah. I, the little Nicky stuff is like possibly the dumbest stuff in the whole show, but I yeah. was pretty happy to actually go through it, <laughs> being, being it involves Tremaine Andy and Dick Tremaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, low, the lowest IQ gathering of Yeah, Dick Tremaine oh, is like for sure the most improved character to me from like my first watch to this one. Like, mm. first time I was really annoyed by him, but this time I just kind of let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta relax into it and then you can enjoy it. Yeah, you gotta it, you know? settle into the dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and of course, like, there's that in- incredible. Um, like one of the greatest visuals in Twin Peaks where like no. uh, where Dick tells Andy about his uh, his theory that Nikki might have killed his own parents and then we see an image of like Andy <laughs> mm-hmm. looking like into the camera and thinking and then like a thought bubble like, appears where little Nikki is dressed <laughs> yeah. as the devil <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Surrounded by little yeah. flames. It's like oh, clip art speech bubble delightful. whacked on top, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, no, it's like completely different from the visual style of anything else that's been presented mm-hmm. in the show. I mean, we've said a couple of times that like David Lynch using sort of like what could be considered poor looking visual effects is sort of actually part of the point. This, I feel, is a uh, an exception this to that. Yeah. This is not. This is this is different. <laughs> this isn't meant to convey like a feeling or a mood. Yeah. This no, is this meant is to like, be no. like. This is lol. this is about as far as art that we can get on a <laughs> this television is like show. Like a fucking Barney the dinosaur ass visual. <laughs> this is like what I would do in a podcast animation as like a joke that I would like put a shot in. <laughs> They got me. But in- incredible. This plot line goes on for the whole yeah. show. <laughs> it only gets wrapped yeah. up at the very end, doesn't it? Yeah. Crikey. And like just at the fucking um a pageant. Yeah. Pageant. Speaking, Wait, speaking of, other, of pageant. Yeah. Are you going to talk about the uh, same at, thing? At at the wake, we, we're introduced <laughs> to a fun new set of characters. <laughs> the mayor oh. of Twin Peaks. Oh yeah. His yeah. roguish brother and the woman that he his brother's gonna marry, but then when they get married, he dies from fucking too much. And then she marries the mayor guy instead. And she's the most Pete. sexy woman that anyone has ever seen in their entire life. Pete and Doc Hayward at the wake, like, just become these exposition <laughs> robots of like, oh, they've oh, yeah. been fighting over everything since forever. We've never met them before, but everybody knows this information. <laughs> Obviously, I do know because I have read the final dossier and also the secret history uh-huh. of Twin Peaks, in which oh, um, the brother is actually a ma- uh, like the main character, kind of. Oh wait, um, so th- there are proper full-out, like fleshed-out backstories for these characters. Yeah, so his brother oh, wow. is—he's the um, editor of the Twin Peaks Gazette. I can't remember his name. And then his brother is the Doug. one. Doug. Yeah, Dougie. Doug. Whoa. Whoa. Dougie. I think I think um, they called him Doug. Doogie. 
Yeah, it, it's a uh, Doogie like Howser. Yeah, Doogie Howser. <laughs> yeah, so it's like um, his brother, I think, uh, ended up studying aliens and was involved in like covering up like major alien stuff and like worked with Nixon and stuff. Um, and I think was also abducted by aliens with the log lady when they were both children, um, or by spirits or whatever. <laughs> that, hmm. I'm making yeah. a weird face at that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think you have to tie everything. There's like a vague plot line that doesn't quite come together about like Project Blue Book and mm. the whole like government and aliens and stuff. And like when I first watched this, I was really into that. But this time mm. I'm like, hmm, this is this is kind of nothing. Well, that's all very much Mark Frost shit. Um, mm, right, he loves right. it. He loves it so much. And so there's all this stuff about Dugpas um, and, like, the Dweller on the Threshold and, like, Lodge mythology stuff, which sort of comes in at the end with, like, Windermill, that Mark Frost has, like, a major, like... In his head, he, like, has all this, like, lore shit, but then Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, you know, in the episodes. There is some stuff I was reading that's, like... In the last episode, some of the visuals David Lynch has maybe sort of interacts with that in some ways, like coincidentally, and then works. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I guess of, that's why they work so well together. Because like, yeah, yeah, sort of in- he sort of instinctively gets the sort of a, a sort of visual, surreal, dreamlike understanding of what Mark Frost is kind of obsessed with. Yeah. He's trying to go. Like, for. I think to understand. Mark Frost really well. I don't know if we discussed this on, on on the episode, but I want everyone to look at Mark Frost's Twitter profile pic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, which has look been his this. profile pic forever. Mm-hmm. And it's an image of FDR uh, with the text for President Franklin D. Roosevelt. <laughs> wow. That is very much his sort of deal. <laughs> like, he just loves government bullshit. He loves it so much. He loves secret society, FBI yeah, secret, stuff. secret spy shit. And Nixon is portrayed as being a very normal guy who just really <laughs> is invested in counting <laughs> aliens <laughs> in the secret histories, which I can't tell if it's supposed oh, to be, boy. like, ironic. <laughs> <sighs> what a but, guy. Yeah, so... What are we talk about yeah, so so we get the two brothers and they have like the sexiest wife ever Smoking and everyone hot. is just instantly everyone in love stands with her. around she is like being <laughs> horny at her. Yeah, she's yeah. like a caricature of a sexy woman. Like Yeah, yeah. Every single <laughs> male person is just just gets like reduced to uh <laughs> to like that illustration of like fucking Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like the eyes popping yeah, out like yeah. boy, 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 you know. yeah exactly <laughs> yes the sickos in the window yeah, yeah. It's just... but it's like she's very normal looking especially considering how many other attractive women there are women. Yeah. in Twin Peaks yeah she's just like kind of normal she just has a very but hot she is, uh, she is... draw I guess like her yeah she's from she's southern yeah I do think her voice is very very sexy like I will admit that <laughs> <laughs> she is hot, but like she's not, you know. 
But also, she's obsessed with sex, and she has a high sex drive, and she knows yeah. all the Kama Sutras, like, off by Yeah, her. so, like, the, it starts with a wedding. Uh, the, the Her getting married to the mayor, who is old as fuck. And yeah. then they're like, oh, oh, now we're going to... No. Well, no, he marries. She marries the brother. First. She marries the brother first. Okay, I, I had no idea yeah. which one is the mayor and which one is the brother because it doesn't matter. The brother dies. Well, because the mayor still he doesn't doing do anything stuff. mayoral yeah. at all, no. does he? He, he judges the very a old man like a mayor. <laughs> I guess <laughs> he has no authority whatsoever. It's beautiful. Yeah, and after the after the Twin Peaks is an anarchist dream. <laughs> It's a libertarian dream, I think. <laughs> yeah, something like that. God. And after the wedding, it's like, well, now it's now it's time to consume the marriage. And then they like <sighs> go away, and the next day they find the mayor's brother dead of like a heart attack or whatever. Yeah, she oh, runs out screaming down the corridor. Um, and it's because he died in the act very traumatizing and she she tells us that she's cursed and that the first boy she ever kissed had to go to hospital <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like taken into police custody or whatever yeah 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 and like what well, does doc hayward literally says that like oh no it's like he died because she fucked him too good. yeah that was literally the cause of death like is <laughs> that is that manslaughter is that just is there a is there a charge i think that's accidental i think like, so you know you can't give someone heart problems or age, you know? Yeah, it's like it's if fair. you, like, play... It's the analog of if you, like, play tennis with someone and they trip and die or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> Except she's a witch and she did it on purpose. To steal <laughs> yeah. When you hit someone in the chest with a waterfall and they die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Died of harassment, yeah. <laughs> That's my new, like how the log lady, like, at first you think she's just a crazy woman, but like, no, she's got actual, like, communication mm. with the stuff. Yeah. I think that woman is actually a witch. <laughs> Maybe, That's a good reason. I can does, get behind like, that. She, yeah, she does, like, immediately charm, like, every man. Like, then when she, she gets taken into police custody, first, like, Hawk starts talking to her, and she's, or is it Jacoby? I don't know which one of them gets, like, horned up first. I think it might I be. Think it's Hawk. Yeah. I think it's Hawk. It might be Jacoby first because they do like a psychological examination or whatever, uh, and she he gets like incredibly horned up, and then like Hawk gets yeah. horned up, and then then the there's like a cut and there's some other plot stuff happening with like other characters, and when we get back, like every single person, every single male person in Twin Peaks is like in that room with them. Like Andy <laughs> yeah. is there. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Lucy walks in because yeah. no one's answering the phone. <laughs> She's single-handedly incapacitated the entire male population of the police <laughs> station, yeah. She said ACAB and she did it effectively. Damn. <laughs> she did effectively utilise girl power, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she incapacitated the entire Tim Peaks police department <laughs> despite telling sexy stories. Um... Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot that she just she's just around until the yeah. end. Um, <laughs> she kind yeah. of disappears another, for a know, few episodes, yeah. but then she's back for mm. the pageant. <laughs> she gives Dick Tremaine a handy in a cupboard. Yeah, yeah, because then like <laughs> that's right <laughs> to swing the vote and yeah. it doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah, but like before that, like to to wrap up yeah. the mayor's brother plot. 
<laughs> the mayor then <laughs> wants to kill her uh, because she's the reason uh, his brother died. But it turns out she's so sexy that now they want to get married and they do. Mm. So that's um, <laughs> I I am giving this a five stars, two wow. thumbs up. This um, <laughs> is a great plot line. <laughs> really plot line. worth just like uh, interrupting Leland's horrible wig. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Is the, the the yeah? I think Donna, not Donna. What's her name? Nadine. Already start like. Um, doing funny sexual harassment at a teenager mm, yeah. around this point. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, it's very... Yeah, so her, like, super strength is presented as, like, what if she was incredibly sexually aggressive, but it's, like, <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Because, uh, like, yeah, I don't know. You know, she's she's like she, when she kisses Ed and he like can't escape <laughs> all the time. It's like not great. Uh, yeah, I mean, her introduction to Mike, the way that sort of relationship starts, doesn't she just keep beating him up? Yeah, as a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. She, she just, she just proves how physically so superior she, just, like, she is to him. Beat him up yeah. until eventually he agrees to like take her out after she like follows him around <laughs> for like a fucking month, and he seems pretty keen on it. <laughs> Yeah, and then like the teenager of uh, of Mike, who is by the way, Mike is such a funny character to me. Like outside of the context of this, because he's the most like bland, jock-looking character they could like the, the actor also like the most like white milk toast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Character like uh, soap opera but, like, he teenager. Was a massive- dickhead at the beginning like in season he had one a character he was in that. just like this dickhead he had like, like doing drugs yeah. and stuff yeah. with bobby and well, riding around and yelling. Right. yeah he had like the hint of a character his only character beginning. was like right his only character mm. was like a, a f- bobby's yeah. friend pretty yeah. much yes. yeah yeah, yeah. They but then Donna. once bobby had more stuff to do then he kind of had to sprout off into his own thing <laughs> yeah and he was done he was done his boyfriend for like four episodes which I forgot until they talk to each other again. Oh my god, like, oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that completely. Oh, I wow. forgot that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so th- then, like, this, this this plot leads to um, one, like, it, it first it's like uh, Donna, not Donna, Nadine is to everyone, like, he's to Donna. Oh, me and Mike, don't we look great together? Wouldn't that mm. be hot? Uh, I think there's something going on. And then we think, oh, there's nothing mm-hmm. going on. And also, isn't she married to Ed? And then, like, Ed and Donna sleep together. And then... Uh, why do I keep saying Donna? What's her name? Ed, Ed and Norma. Norma. I just Norma. can't remember these three <laughs> characters' names for some reason. Nadine, Donna, Norma. They're very similar. They're just, like, old lady names. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, Ed and Norma sleep together, and then, like, fucking Nadine shows up, and she's like, I'm not mad. This is actually good, because I'm... <laughs> I'm laughing. Me and Mike also have a thing together, so it's perfectly fine with me. Also, I'm gonna have sex with a teenager. Mm. There's one moment that really strikes of different writers not communicating, like, what is going on, mm. where, like... 
uh, Nadine says, "Oh, I'm going out with Mike." And Donna says, "I thought you were with Bit. I thought you were with Ed." And Nadine says, "Are you kidding? He's old enough to be my father." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's that's not consistent with anything else. That's <laughs> just that the way they've handled their that, scenes yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was just a weird. It's <laughs> a weird really good I point. I on. did not notice that. Yeah. They just changed the dynamic completely. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah, like what the characters actually yeah. know and think. Right, because yeah. she's just she's just got vague hit on the head disease, mm. where <laughs> anything she wants to think is reality is reality, <laughs> whatever yeah. is convenient for the scene. I guess I kind of I don't know if I like it, but I think it's interesting when. That she's like almost internally upset by Ed's stuff, but sort of not really aware of it or doesn't react to it until the end. And I think the last scene where she gets her memory back is actually really sad. It is sad. Mm. It is sad. I wish it didn't play off for like a series of comedy sexual harassments or like, uh, yeah, I guess sexually like grooming Mike into. Uh, liking it I don't know I don't know how to describe it but like it ends up like later when they go into a hotel room and it's very funny that Mike is actually a teenager but he like tries to act like an adult uh, who's like married to Nadine um and what's even funnier is that then later he's to uh, yeah he's to Bobby it's so good to have sex with a sexually mature and strong woman (laughs) (laughs) yeah superhuman Mm. strength um, he whispers something to Bobby, and I'm yeah, end- endlessly like, is curious what, what is exactly whispered. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, what what can she do? That's like yeah. that wild. Where Bobby's like, yow, <laughs> oh, you mama, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's well, also, like, it was weird. Um, like. Are, do we want to get to Billy Zane, or is that, um, or is that more in the the? I think we're basically done quarter. with like the first half of these, like the, yeah, the Nadine yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, think yeah, we yeah. talk about the Joseph stuff first. Uh, oh, um, stuff and Ben yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go also, through it really quickly. Garland Briggs is there. Garland Briggs. And he goes. He goes away, and then he. I like the part <laughs> where he's in the chair. In yeah. the woods. It's a good it's a good <laughs> image cool. to be fair. I quite like that. Yeah, I like the bit in the beginning like, where like him like and uh, Coop hang out in the forest and uh Coop is like there's nothing like taking a piss in the in nature. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh. Major Briggs, yeah. So he gets abducted by alien spirits maybe, but like he's trying to explain about the White Lodge and he has this whole thing about like you know the opposite of love is fear, and you get into the white lodge with love, and you get into the black lodge with fear, and you know, who knows if that's true? I think they're the same. Um, but yeah, I like I do like he just has a really bad few weeks, I think, because <laughs> he gets abducted by aliens, and then Bobby has a sort of nice scene with his mum where they talk about how much they love him, and I'm like, mm. this is nice, actually. Um, and then he returns wearing like a- an aviator costume, like a World War Two fighter pilot. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's Amelia Earhart. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. um, 
And then, like, he, he's just, like, sort of fucked up for a few weeks and then he immediately gets, like, kidnapped by Wyndham Earl and then given weird drugs. <laughs> and then, like, tortured. It's just, I feel bad for him. And then, you know, considering yeah. how he dies in the future, I'm like, damn. Yeah. Man can't catch a break. Yeah. Um... um Let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, the civil war bloodline first. Because <laughs> oh, okay. I don't <laughs> want to talk about Joseph. We'll have to. Uh, but... No, you're right. You're right. Let's let's talk about <laughs> civil war. This this I'm this is not a hot take, but it's sort of a realization I have right now. Is that Doctor Jacoby is not a good psychiatrist <laughs> at all? I mean, he has a high success rate. But it's very controversial, I think. It's just, I, well, it I don't know, I don't know how you're supposed to deal with a person who's having delusions like that. But I don't think it's encourage it. <laughs> yeah, it, in both the cases of sort of you know people. Having, yeah, having he's just like, eh, let him. Let them have their fun. Just play into it. In fact, literally play directly into exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, yeah. But I'm not a professional, so I don't know. Precisely. Don't take that yeah, advice. Yeah. We're not giving you advice right now. None of this is legal advice. Don't sue us, please. <laughs> yeah, so. So, I mean, what even actually happens with the Civil War plotline? He, he just talks about with, some, with, 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 with toys for a little while. We just periodically return to him messing around with his figures. Yeah. He At first, like... he's like, he stacks all his stuff because mm. he's like, there's like a perfect position that all the furniture can be in and it'll give you power That's or something. Yeah. 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 But then he makes a big stack. Yeah. And then. Perfect. And then he watches a, an old movie of he watches old home videos and scene missing he goes crazy. Oh wait, no, I remember. I remember. He um Catherine he has a conversation. No, it's not even Catherine. It's Hank. It's Hank. Yeah, he has that's Hank right. First. Hank is like you're out. I don't work for you anymore. Also, you don't own One Eye Jacks anymore. You're, uh, you're done. Mm. Something like that. And then he goes crazy and he thinks he's in the Civil War. Yeah. If there's a bit where Catherine comes back and they like make out, <laughs> which I <laughs> doesn't seem to connect to anything else. So yeah, I, I don't know what that's about. Not enough Jerry Horn in the second half of the season. Yeah, no. what happened to Oh, yeah, Jerry? no, I feel like he's not there at all. He appears... He's there for... Yeah. He's like, why can't we leave him like this? I prefer him when he loves the Civil War and thinks he's in general. And then Orgy has to, like, blackmail him in a sort of weirdly horny way into, like, going along with it. <laughs> um. So they have to, like, reenact that... <laughs> the South winning the Civil War, which is they cool. They have to be like, what if the South won the Civil War? And that will mm. satisfy him and his brain will return. <laughs> I'm cancelling. Uh, I I know Ben has done a lot of bad stuff in uh, uh-huh. up until this point, but I'm cancelling specifically him for being a confederate. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The, not... No, not not great, not great. Mm. There's a they sing a fun song, 
Yeah, I'll there's, give a, there's a bit of stinging. I'm truly trying to like reach back into my mind and see if there's any like actual events that occurred during his like mental break. What 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 of importance happens? Um, uh, he accepts Bobby into his weird employment. Mm. Um, Audrey's like, I will learn the ropes and become your successor. His wife disappears completely until the final <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she she's just gone. Um, <laughs> he's like. I know this is later, but at the end, he's like, I told you to stay out. <laughs> so is that where she's been this whole time? Literally told you to stay out of the... I told you to stay out of this TV show. Yeah. And she did. She did. She was out. Um, I, I do forgot s- until right now that he even had a wife, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, who's that woman he's yelling at? What the, like, what's going on? There's just a bunch of characters who like just disappear for episodes like at a time. It's like, don't worry about it. They're not part of this. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I guess I kind of think it is funny when he has like the final reenaction and they're all like pretending to like try and go along with it and they're doing a very bad job and like yeah. Bobby's got a trumpet. I did think that was kind of funny. You know, I'll admit, I, I, I maybe enjoyed that. Last, uh, yeah, there's the some theatricality scene. to it, you know, it's, it's got some energy. <laughs> He's like, why are you all wearing costumes? And they all just like have a fun laugh like the end of a sitcom episode. He literally does a, a Wizard of Oz, doesn't he? He goes, oh, I had a dream and you were there and you were there. He, yeah. He does say that. God, good. Love that. More, more Wizard mm. of Oz than our Lynch. Ooh. I like the way, I like when Bobby says, uh, yeah, sorry, Chief, I got to go talk to President Lincoln. I think his delivery <laughs> is very good there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 over and then at the end of it ben horn decides to take a vow to be the best person ever and to only do good from now on he's gonna be like, a good guy that is. no this is character development <laughs> i love i love that when he's it's very good to me and he starts eating celery instead of uh instead of cigarette instead of cigars yeah, yeah. Uh, he's healthy that is He's healthy now. I, I will say, like, comically eating a large vegetable is always going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the end of his plotline. And then the final one in the first half, we gotta we got to get through these, um, is, of course, uh, Josie was, in fact, like, raised by and also having sex with a man named Eckhart when she was in Hong Kong after she was rescued off the street. But then he, she was married into his business rivals somehow, who was Andrew Packard, who she then was told to kill by Eckhart, but then actually survived and was actually been alive this whole time. And now he's back, and oh no, she's oh being god. sent back to her. Oh my god! But absolutely, Eckhart's I'm... coming as well because he's still obsessed with her, and Andrew doesn't like him as well, and they're fighting. <laughs> And they're both trying to turn her against the other, but then she might shoot one of them. Can I, can I ask a question to you all and see if any of you, on your first time through viewing this particular plot, uh-huh. could you glean anything from it the no. first time around? Because no, all, all the times, not. all the times, not I, this I, time I, 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 I have no idea what's going on. I was gonna say I salute you, Charles, for being able to summarize it like even like this. Seriously. Every scene with Andrew Packard, it's like, you're alive? And it's like, that's right, I'm alive. And I'm like, who, yeah, who, who are, are you? you? <laughs> and then he goes, I'm alive. And I'm like, pretty good. Pretty good acting. That's a good line read, I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah. But no, I like, like my, my... he just has a great time. I just have no idea what the yeah. fuck's happening. My my brain completely rebels, like. With that, it, I have no ability to maintain any information from any of those scenes. Someone will mention <laughs> Tom Thomas. Was it Tom? What's his name? Eckhart. Eckhart. Tom, Thomas Eckhart yeah. or, or Andrew Packard, and my brain will just be like, "Look, we're not going to understand any of this, so don't take any of it." In. Yeah, to me it's, it was like, like the up, up, like at at a point where I should have been able to like know what was going on. That was where I was like, wait, who mm. is Eckhart? What, what is going on? And then I remember that it might have been like something that happened in the previous episodes, but now it's too late to like actually try yeah. to understand mm-hmm. this. So I'm just going to let it yeah, wash yeah, yeah. over me. Yeah. Well, I, I, I pretty much got it down. I think I pretty much understand there. There were some mm. holes. You so know. You- <laughs> he, he was like, Eckhart, he was in Hong Kong and he was like, this is my child sex slave who I will raise to be my sex slave in a normal way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just like you do when you're like some dude who's English and you go to Hong Kong. I mean, probably true. And um, he's like, oh, I'm obsessed with her. And then Andrew rescues her by marrying her. But then also she's part of a crime syndicate, maybe, <laughs> which I can't run. Um, and so she kills Andrew Packer. But then the killing Andrew Packer part is also part of the sawmill plot line. So I don't <laughs> see how they like relate to each other. Because <laughs> then I thought Hank did that. I, mm, I don't know. Maybe I don't um, understand. She kills, um... she kills that cat. Jonathan. Oh yeah, Jonathan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy. Beloved character, Jonathan. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Is the John- uh, Mr. Lee? Yeah, Mr. Lee. The the other the Asian man who comes oh, looking for her and is like, "It's time for us to go, yeah. Josie." Yeah. But she kills him. Which <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> could have done seeing that i don't know listeners please like write us in wherever i don't twitter and discord or message me in private and just tell us if you understood the josie plotline or not (laughs) (laughs) he's just so rancid i just like i don't know i also the the newspaper for when jonathan is killed uh the headline says (laughs) headline says asian man killed and two exclamation points <laughs> Bang up journalism! Wow. Like there was an Asian man who was here, but now there isn't because he's dead. Got to be a well, writer. Now one is around. Uh, it's not even like tourists. It's, it's so weird. Um, like yeah, and like National Enquirer. Catherine's like, because uh, Catherine obviously she had her fun adventure in racism, and now she's back. <laughs> she loves and it. She's, now she's back for round two. And she's like, I've known Andrew was alive the whole time, which is such a fucking lie because, like, there's that whole, like, season one episode where she was talking to um, her husband and she was like, you're the only ally I have, you're the only one I can trust and who's around. And, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense that he's been alive the whole time because, like, where's he been? What's he been doing? What's his deal? Oh, my God. Um, the whole plot line the- just gets me so irrationally angry. Yeah, and- and she's like, oh, Josie's my maid now. Um, I'm, make- I'm going to make her wear a maid outfit. And yeah, do, literally like, dress her stuff. up. Yeah, cool. And 
And I just, so I just can't get over Harry in these episodes. And also <laughs> Dale. I think they're both just like fucking awful about the Josie yeah, plotline. Yeah, And I hate how it makes them worse. It's like every time Harry sees Josie, he's like, I'm going to like lick her face. I'm going to just lick my hands different all over her. During these few episodes. <laughs> he gets the horny disease and he mm. just becomes like insane. And I it's think- like... Ah, it's, and then when she dies, um, Dale is like, "Ah, oh, does it change your opinion of her that she used to be a sex worker?" <laughs> it's like, like Jesus fucking Christ! What the fuck are you talking about, Dale? <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn, you're right. Maybe she was evil. Um, it's, it's Maybe just, Josie is oh, just the evil so man. And, and he's like, "Ah, oh, she did all this stuff, and she was part of organized crime." And Harry's like, "But she was so beautiful." It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really just didn't know her at all because you just I don't know you never seem to talk you just seem to like <laughs> make out and have sex but Chaz what I you don't understand it's since season one yeah this is true love I mean I think it's it was love. in season one and it was still bad it was true love um, <laughs> she says Harry I'm scared <laughs> Harry I'm scared <laughs> protect me please also uh, okay this is more into the second part of things but like michael Antkeen, he's great at playing sheriff truman he does not have range um <laughs> okay i can, I can like yeah. every time he has to be angry it is oh my god it's so funny just just bizarre that that's like one episode so, like I'm after after josie i'm fucked up harry that's like one episode after josie <laughs> dies where he's just like off the deep end yeah. <laughs> what's going on there <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the climax of the Josie plotline is, of course, insane. Uh, the climax of the Josie plotline is that Josie is there, and she, and like fucking, she wants to shoot <laughs> Dale. No, what, what happens is she, um, she's meeting Eckhart, and Andrew tells Eckhart that she's planning to kill him, even though she kind of isn't. She's just trying to like. And he tells Josie that he's going to try and kill her in the hope that they'll basically kill each other. And so when they do meet up, she, I think he pulls a gun on her first and then she shoots him. And then Dale comes in because he's like looking to see what's going on. And then she sees Dale and then she points the gun at him. And and we find out that she's the one who shot him. But for like no real reason, apart from the fact she thought he was going to like go after her yeah. because of her crimes. That, Which I don't, I guess isn't That awful, was such a great payoff. Sort of though. stupid. I yeah. I've been like wondering who shot him all this time. It's the one thing that was on my mind. It's like it's like who sent the who sent the killer after yeah, Bran in It's, it's literally that. <laughs> but instead she keels over and goes Mah! and then um she <laughs> she becomes Donov. Um, oh man. It's a little like I, I don't know. It's a little like creepy the effect right like yeah 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 i don't know well, a little uncanny th- valley when she's like screaming in the mm. in the knob mm. i mean david lynch specifically asked them to do this one image um in this episode he said you can do whatever but when josie dies she has to be in the door <laughs> is that true <laughs> yeah no it is it's incredible didn't explain like what it how it was supposed to yeah because it came no, she's, she's in the great northern now it came so out of nowhere because it's not it's not in the stretch of the season where i expect like this 
type of supernatural weird shit to happen. Mm. Especially, like, not in right. this plot that I don't care about. Yeah, 100%. It definitely feels like it's been thrown in, sort of, out of nowhere. Yeah. But if there's, I think there's some precedent for it in... There was some interview, I think, I read with him, with David, ages ago. David, like, his first name basis. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> well, well, I think... We, he was expressing that the character of Josie was at some point meant to be explicitly or inhabited at some point by one, you know, a spirit of yeah. some kind that she was in, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an otherworldly creature. So there's, there's like a very minor amount of precedent for that sort of supernatural stuff occurring, but it's still, you know, in the actual show we get it, it's, it's there's nothing. <laughs> I think there were yeah. like some tests, there was like some test footage, um, Oh gosh, it may have been for like Firewalk with me of Josie in the waiting room. Um, but it mm. never went anywhere with that. And like mm. that might have been interesting to see, but no, it's more interesting for her to become a doorknob. I gotta oh, yeah. give it to him on yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's nothing's more unusual, you know? I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely not forgotten it. No. It's, <laughs> it's the only thing I remember from the yeah. Josie plot line. <laughs> It's that and the bit where Harry is nearly garroted by a sexy lady oh, yeah, who goes God. to bed with him. What's who, that? Who, who, who was that? that? It was a, it's a, an assassin attached <laughs> to Eckhart, so it's something, again, that I, yeah. it's impossible to understand or care about. <laughs> and then she gives like, Catherine why would... a puzzle box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the puzzle box. that's a whole box. thing. <laughs> the puzzle box is just, like, a metaphor for television, you know? <laughs> Yeah. The puzzle box is Twin Peaks season two. You're like, what's in it? And then it blows up. <laughs> and you're like, shit. You have to shoot at it. Yeah, you shoot it with a gun. <laughs> the puzzle Brilliant. is, what if I drop it and it opens? Yeah. That's every real life puzzle box, though. It's just like, eh, just fucking drop it on the floor. Yeah. And it'll open. <laughs> like, it's not a puzzle. That's just... <laughs> Yeah. That's what they do in cartoons to get the jukebox working. Yeah. That's not a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, it's great. It's a great yeah. plot line. Um The one the one thing yeah. that the one thing that I will say about this plot line is that eventually it's over and then the show becomes good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Josie out of the picture. Yeah. It it creates a a hard like break yeah. i think mm. between between the two the two quarters of season thirds of season two mm. i guess yeah uh, i don't know yeah yeah i think so i can safely say it's it's the plot i'm most happy to be rid of yeah like james, james, james and evelyn was boring but this this is an entire episodes and episodes worth of just me yeah, <laughs> feeling yeah, like, like i don't want to watch twin peaks anymore when where like the little nicky plot is like bad but entertaining uh and yeah, the james yeah. and evelyn plot is bad and nothing <laughs> this one is <laughs> like bad and boring this one is like bad boring and incomprehensible <laughs> bad boring and like difficult to yeah. understand and like you have to put effort yeah. into yeah. really getting on the same level as it which i do not i don't have time for the effort yeah. at this point james and evan you can just like let let let, let yeah. it wash over you it's like extremely predictable yeah, yeah, yeah. uh this one is like really confusing but there's like no reward for trying to understand it 
it's almost impressive to be both boring and like confusing at the same time. So you know, to its credit. Yeah. And it's the way the show like insists that it's important. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 It's so dramatic all the time. Mm. Then we get Catherine, and she's like, "I think Josie just forgot who she was." You know, she played so many <laughs> roles. <laughs> God, Catherine. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I love Catherine, Catherine is absolutely Even awful. Even when they're doing like, dumb shit, I see Catherine do anything, and I'm like, yay! <laughs> yeah, same. Like Catherine is like absolutely awful, objectively. Like she's she does racism in two different ways. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But still, like I can't help but like being entertained just by the the actor's performance. Mm, yeah. It's very good. God, where are we at in the in the chronology of it now? Um. So now Wyndham Earl is doing yeah. some murders. Mm. I think we can yeah. finally start the... talking about like the good bits Me. of this season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Wyndham Earl. Love Wyndham that guy. Wyndham Earl, chess master. Very good performance. Oh, He's got a mind like a diamond, cold, fast, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> God, I love it. Except mostly he just does weird disguises and like makes <laughs> just, just like He's just got himself. access to like the backstage of the local yeah. theatre and just has all the <laughs> yeah. costumes. He's like I don't know if y'all have seen like the movie Pennington 2, but he's like what Hugh Grant's character does in that. He just has a ton of costumes and loves to dress up and be evil. Yeah. It's, Dangerous it's combination. Like sometimes he's very goofy. <laughs> Sometimes he's very goofy, and sometimes he is like legitimately threatening. And I'm obsessed with this the stoner guy who he like puts in, <laughs> in the chest piece because <laughs> he's just like unlike anyone else in Twin Peaks because everyone else is like in the yeah. 50s and this yeah. guy is like in the 90s. He's like I gotta have my beer, man. Come on, don't yeah. shoot the geek. How am I gonna get my beer, dude? Yeah. Uh. Can. He was like, I thought you said there would be beer. I'm tired of learning about dog <laughs> <laughs> Me, that's me when I invite my friends over, but start a three-hour conversation on metaphysics. <laughs> <laughs> where are my beers? He said we were gonna play Jackbox. Come on, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we could play Jackbox. Or I could tell you about the White Lodge where everyone was happy and good and playful forms gambled. I, I love the whole chess thing. I love the guy getting put in the chess piece. And I love that mm. it just feels so tropey yeah, and like ex- extremely on the nose, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're going to have this intellectual battle to solve, you know, mm, get to the advantage. Yes. And they're literally going to play a chess game between most, each other. The, the most brain genius game ever invented, chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that I feel is really, really on the nose, but I. I appreciate it. Yeah. At this point in the, I, in the story, I do love that it involves Pete being like a chess <laughs> so genius. Good. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Six simultaneous is, games of chess oh, and brilliant. wins like all of them. Pete's actually, continued. I really, really like that. Yeah, Pete's continued presence. Yeah, it's good. Like yeah, keeps yeah. the show going. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Mm. If you're gonna bring Pete back, give him something to do that makes him. Yeah, cool. like if there's like one He's thing really, we really good at chess. If there's one thing we learn from doing this podcast uh, about like. Starting with a razor head. There's one thing we learned from this is that Jack Nance is like the fucking goat. <laughs> Jack Nance. He's so good. Can... the glue that keeps it all together. There's just nothing He's... like oh. him. Like, nobody can, can deliver every single line in such an entertaining way. 
Mm. In space, and yeah. it, it doesn't matter if he just, plays yeah, yeah. like a deranged madman, <laughs> like in like in fucking what was the last movie we watched? Wild at Heart, or in Blue Velvet, or even like oh shit, yeah, in Dune. He's <laughs> <laughs> the guy, dude. The way he just like looks around is yeah. It, it, he conveys so much just yeah. with a single look and a sort like of squinting. frown. Yeah, yeah. He drives Audrey oh. to uh, the airport. Yeah. <laughs> That's getting ahead of things, I know. But, oh, my God. I know, but it's so funny. <laughs> just waits. <laughs> waits while they fuck on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's just like hanging around. What a champ. <laughs> and afterwards he's like I'll take you fishing it's nothing better for a broken heart than, than fishing it's yeah like, oh, there's nothing quite like the leap nice of a trout <laughs> yeah in the moonlight Twelve he really is like trout. the dad like none of us had <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's just he's just very nice I like him even when he's being like kind of a dick to like God and Catherine I'm like this she is great it. I love him <laughs> Yeah, she does. Yeah, I know. But, you know, girl yeah. boss. Um, <laughs> Cancelled for disrespecting girl boss. Peter, my um, wife. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's... What's the fourth one? Male wife, man's plane. Manipulate. What's the one? Manipulate. I don't think... I think he's just in male yeah. wife. I don't think he does much man's planning or so. manipulate. Maybe a little man's plane. Um, uh, yeah, but it's like the whole chess thing is extremely <laughs> dumb. Like we we don't even really know like what actual chess game they're playing. Like it's always just like mm. for the next move, <laughs> we're going to move <laughs> this pawn. But like, okay, what are you doing mm-hmm. with it? Like, why? He's gonna play a stalemate game um, using Pete's amazing chess abilities and then Windmill's gonna get mad because he's cheating. The horse doesn't like, have to do the hook thing just move. just if you want to. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's optional. optional. <laughs> I agree. What's my house rule for chess? My parents are like <laughs> My parents were like, is Lucy gonna solve the final chess game and that's why they keep showing <laughs> That would have been genius. But Excellent, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think if they had a plan at any point, that would have been a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, she's just sort of, they're just sort of learning, which is fun. Uh, I like to see him. Yeah. So, Windermill's plan um, initially, it seems, he's just here to fuck with Dale because mm. he, because Dale cucked him and then, <laughs> and then Windermill yeah. murdered his wife and stabbed Dale. It is true. And he's under. You know, he also went mad because he did too much um, conspiracy theory um, knowledge. Mm. Isn't that all Which of us? Is, yes. It's, he got into QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> so went Pretty downhill much. after that. <laughs> he lost his job and he killed his wife. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he initially seems like he's just here to, like, fuck with Dale, but then it turns out he's looking for the entrance to the Black Lodge, which he has decided is in Twin Peaks. And he's learning all about this through the use of a bonsai tree that he has sent to Dale and the and the rest, so he can listen in on their conversations. Mm, sneaky, sneaky. Okay, literally everything, everything Wyndham Earl does, Dale is like, "This letter was sent by Wyndham Earl," or 
Leland or <laughs> Leo's. This was transcribed by Leo from Window Merle. Bonsai tree. Ah, oh, this is a bonsai tree. Cool. Like, <laughs> is that it's not? From, it's from. It was said by Josie. Oh, okay, Josie. <laughs> She's Asian. Oh, great. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Don't question we it. Do get... She just sent you a bonsai tree before she died. Don't worry about God. it. We do I'm get... starting to think that Dale Cooper might not be a very good agent. <laughs> Maybe. We do get the perfect scene of Gordon Cole screaming bonsai into the bonsai tree. <laughs> yeah, so uh, also with with Windermill is of course Leo who miraculously recovers from his from his um, vegetative state only to do what comes naturally to Leo which is immediately try and murder right. his wife <laughs> he has a great line which I almost said Straight. at the top he says goodbye wife yeah. <laughs> <He does. laughs> goodbye wife and then yeah his whole motivation at the end of it is like you gotta save Shelly and it's like what? <laughs> what? you tried to kill her like three times <laughs> yeah but I need to be the one who kills wife okay. yeah it's like when someone's she's picking on your younger wife, brother she's mine to kill right having an electrified collar has made me realise that it's bad to kill <laughs> god Leo it's... redemption arc <laughs> yeah maybe mm. <laughs> I think I quite like the, the, the way Leo is involved with the Windham stuff at the end. Not because it's not; it's definitely not a redemption arc. You're not going to yeah. redeem him for no. these years of spousal abuse or whatever. But it just it just sort of as a thing to play off. It's you know it's shining Windham Earl in the, in you know it's letting you see what he is doing to this other guy who's done mm. yeah. all these awful things. Right. No, I the think I like I everything about Windham Earl. That's my hot take. Yeah. I, I like that he has the most like. Comically, that's not a real person's name. Name, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I love his funny disguises. Like he does so many of them. He does mm. them, and they're all like really, they're all like really bad disguises, right? Like mm. when he shows up at Donna's house and he has like a mustache that is like painted on like gray, but <laughs> like I guess if you've never seen Windham Earl before, you wouldn't suspect yeah. anything yeah. but if you yeah. have then you would obviously be like oh that's Wyndham Earl so I don't know what the point of a disguise is yeah <laughs> as, as, no, what? As, that's a great point as disguises in Twin Peaks go yeah 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 it's definitely his his disguises are definitely considerably less racist than Catherine <laughs> that's true so yeah. that's true no race well faking at all so yeah. no, he gets he points for that he only dresses as a biker which is biker <laughs> cultural appropriation <laughs> But it's yeah. fine. I guess he dresses um, as up he, as the dresses, log lady at the end. That was yeah, funny. he dresses as log lady. That was very effective, and I am obsessed with Bobby being like, well, "How'd you do that? Did you bring your whole family?" And immediately getting knocked out of the log. That was pretty good. <laughs> you know what? Hot take. Um, I think. I, love the- I think Wyndham Earl dressing as the log lady. I think that's more transphobic than Denise. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, but I love the. God, I, I just really love this actor's performance. Uh, Kenneth Walsh is his yeah, name, yeah. I think. He's so perfect for it. He he kind of feels like he's in a different show than every other actor, but I'm fine yeah. with it. <laughs> Does a great job. Like uh, the the bit where he's in the library and uh, tells uh, Audrey about the poem, and he's like, "Ah, oh, poetry." <laughs> 
It's the most beautiful of the arts. Yeah. I, I feel like you are it's right. Like he feels like a different show, but I think I think it feels like a different show. He feels like the show Twin Peaks wants to be and it is by the end of season two. I feel like he's got the sort of essence of the end of season two. Yeah. In, yeah. All, of, in all of his scenes before he's that. He's just having so much more fun with it. Yeah. It's all just threat and chaos and he's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same it's fucking Yeats poem where it's just like, oh, flowers <laughs> that bloom in the midnight. Lotion class. He sends it to the girls. And he's, <laughs> yes. So is this... He's like, what What if I like cut out pictures of everyone's faces yeah. on tiny pieces of paper and then glue them to playing cards? Just for my own personal enjoyment. <laughs> Which is why he needs Leah there, because someone has to be an audience to like, all his bizarre theatrics. Mm. That he you gotta does, have, does, like, you gotta have no a creative outlet, all right? You know, on top of... God. <laughs> what if, do what, what you if love to never work like, a day in your life. Not the actor, but... The character. What if the character Windermere like actually knows he's in a TV show? Because that's how he does everything he does. Oh my god! <laughs> I'd buy it. He plays it all to camera. Yeah, <laughs> I'd buy it. Maybe that's why he's trying to get to the Black Lodge, um, <gasps> trying to mm. escape the TV show. He's trying to get out. Well, then, yeah. He wants the power. Yeah. He has a interesting bit in the the finale episode. Um, where he's like, I'll give me your soul. But then Bob's like, no, no, you can't. That's not how this works. You can't, you can't do that. You can't just ask for a guy's yeah. soul. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> Fucking loser. He's like, I like when he looks, I like it when Bob looks at Dale as well, because it's like, obviously Bob is this evil guy, but he's just sort of like, yeah, sorry. I mean, that's not, that's against, that's against company policy. Don't worry about it. God, heavy. Can should we talk about um, what are the other things? The yeah, the the whole like owl cave. No, not even that. The like oh. more mundane stuff for the second half of the season because the owl cave thing leads into the finale. But I mm. think we need to mm. talk a bit about. Um, There's Annie, Billy Zane, everyone, <laughs> Billy Zane, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Uh. Hello. John Joseph Wheeler, I invited you here so you could teach me how to be good because you're the goodest guy I've ever known. <laughs> you know, you took a you took a small loan of two thousand dollars <laughs> and you you amassed it into a fortune, like buying up companies, but in like a cool ethical way where it's good. <laughs> you you know you're a you're a local boy made good. We love you, John Joseph <laughs> Wheeler. <laughs> You've got a. P- the first thing he says to Audrey is, "I have a picture of you when you were a child." great uh yeah she's so mad at him when she first meets him she's like i don't need someone coming here and helping the horns we've always made do on our own it's like you really haven't (laughs) yeah but it's like the kind of getting mad at someone that uh, i think only exists in like movies and tv shows where like you know they're gonna fall in love Mm. yeah it's like I'm mad at you for literally no reason, and it's sort of inappropriate, but it's gonna be like funny. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm um, just mad at you to uh, make it more surprising to everyone that we do end up together. <laughs> <laughs> Their romance is literally just like they have like four conversations and they decide that they're in like yeah. in permanent love that's irrevocable. Look, mm-hmm. Like it's like 
but so does Dale. So it's yeah, fine. that's 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 one thing, and the other is just like you know, finally a guy vaguely Audrey's age who isn't a complete shit. Yeah, he serenades her. He goes, "She's like, I'm a virgin," and he's like, "Don't worry, it's my jet. Let's get on my jet." <laughs> And they kind of uh, they kind of have like a few like tragic missed connections where like uh, mm. they finally agree on a date, uh, and then Ben is like, "Audrey, you fly to Seattle <laughs> in one hour to represent my cause of saving the planet." Also, why mm. they're in Washington State? I don't know why they need to fly there. Yeah. <laughs> Could you just, like, drive to Seattle? Isn't it, like, two hours away? Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe it's longer. Like, but saving like, the planet, and then they're going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it yet. They, don't, they haven't discovered it. They, yeah. they don't Maybe know about fossil about. fuels yet. They just they think trees is the only thing. Issue. Yeah. yeah. Trees and the fucking pine weasel. The pine weasel. This is probably mm. my favorite. This is... This is, on my second viewing, this was, like, my new favorite subplot of season two. It's I so love good. the Pine Weasel. <laughs> I love yeah. Mr. Pinkle, the, <laughs> the strangest little pervert in town. He comes out <laughs> to talk about this weasel. And he's also a choreographer, apparently. Yeah, I love the... My favorite type of dance choreography is, uh, and then you lead forward and stay there and stay there <laughs> while I get uh, a nice little peek. Yeah, he's like, bend down, now thrust your ass out into the air. This is all about the woods. You've got to be like the trees. <laughs> God. Oh, that's so funny. I just love his like rivalry with Dick Tremaine as well, where they both kind of hate each other. Yeah, yeah. That scene ends beautifully on a nice bit of physical comedy as well, with the weasel biting Dick Tremaine's nose. That's it's a that's right. And then there's uh-huh. somehow just a pandemonium. Somehow, <laughs> everyone is fucking insane about this. <laughs> this one pine weasel, and everyone's like, screaming. I love the POV shot when it's running around and under all the tables. <laughs> so good. I like this. Just- one of the catwalk models is just screaming into the microphone. Such a fun scene. <laughs> and it means we means we get all like the fundraising shit, so we have the catwalk like mm. fashion show yeah. with all the oh, horrible yeah. fashion that he makes <laughs> that they're wearing, but it's all planned. But um, this is the kind of plot to where like if this were a normal show, I would fucking hate this. Like why are we spending so much time on mm. this? But in Twin Peaks, especially after coming off like such a rough stretch of episodes before that, in Twin Peaks it just works. Like it's just delightful yeah. every single step of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The fucking wine tasting that Dick does. Perfection. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I'd like it at any show. I think I'd always find this fun. <laughs> the wine tasting's good. I like how angry Lucy is at him because he keeps paying attention to the sexy woman who's like so great at tasting wine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love how mad he gets at everyone who doesn't taste the banana in the wine. <laughs> yeah. Now spit. Wine tasting seems disgusting. I don't want to see loads of people hawking wine. Yeah, that's so no. gross. No. I like when you taste the wine. I might as well drink it. 
I like when he sticks his yeah. nose in the wine glass and the bandage on his nose gets <laughs> yes. a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <laughs> that's very good. Um, yeah, very good. Um, there's Gordon Cole. What? He comes to town and he can hear, he oh, can yeah. hear Shelley Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, through the power of sexiness, you can yeah. hear Shelley perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then David Lynch gets to kiss her. I don't know how um, I feel about that. Yeah, well, how much are we willing to bet that this was an excuse for David Lynch to kiss Machen But he didn't write it, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's fair. I don't know. How how old is Shelley supposed to be? Yeah. She's she's married. Like 19, 20. So, yeah, right. Like, that's that's yeah. what I thought. I don't know. I think she's an adult, and I think it's kind of funny that he, that she's just like, all right, I'll kiss you once. I mean, you're you're just saying that I'm a goddess and yeah. shit, and it's no skin off my back, whatever. And then Bobby gets like super mad about it. Yeah, I was like, and I I, I was okay with it. I do like the line. In... I do like the line. You're witnessing a three quarter yeah. side on view of uh, two adults sharing a tender moment. <laughs> I was going to try and do that in the David Lynch voice, but I'm not sure I'm good enough at the voice to get that out. You are witnessing moment. our front three quarter view. <laughs> so That's good. good. That's good. Yeah, um, I, the, the, I think like literally the only reason why I like that bit is that. Uh, David Lynch and Metronomic obviously have very good chemistry, like they, and that's like that's like been a thing. Like they apparently like them and Kyle like just like really hit it off mm. uh, in mm. like behind the scenes. So like I'm fine with having <laughs> them having an excuse to share some funny scenes together, even though it makes no fucking sense why he would be like able to yeah, hear her voice yeah, yeah. or whatever. And it's like it doesn't add to the plot. But no. it's fun. But it's of the things that do not add to the plot, it's fun to watch. So, mm. what yeah, you gonna yeah. do? Yeah, everyone, everyone is romancing. It's romance has come to the town. <laughs> They're in a romantic yeah. mood. I feel like Bobby needed to get taken down a peg as well. So that's that's fair. It, enough. Exactly. Yeah, it surely you, seemed like she was Bobby. having fun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's maybe it's weird, but it, I'm more or less fine with yeah. it. I think my dad was very upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was morally outraged. Um, There's Annie. Do we what, want to talk about yeah. Annie? Yeah. So Annie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annie, Annie. Yeah. Where is Annie? Annie is uh, Annie is weird. She's just a little weird. I l- love Annie. Yeah. She yeah. is just like I am quirky and I am strange. She's like I, she she. I love the way she talks, where she's always, like, very sincere, and she's like, I'm worried you might think I'm a little strange. <laughs> and Tails like, oh, so people think I'm a, a bit strange, too. Mm, that, and he tells, like, that's it. Paper. He was his queen. And it's just completely ridiculous, because they're just, like, completely randomly decided that they're, like, obsessed with each other yeah. after meeting, like, twice. I really like it. I feel like they've both got um, that same, like, robotic, but also sincere manner. But, you know, it just fits beautifully yeah, together. I really I like, like that. It's nice. I like Annie. I like that mm. she's a, a lapsed nun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was a boy. She got boy problems and went came a nun. Like you do. Yeah. That's yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. That's how it is. And then everyone is like, "Wow, you know what would really make me feel better as a person is if I joined the Miss Tweaks pageant." <laughs> Somehow, for some reason. <laughs> We all have these different reasons to choose a Miss Twin Peaks pageant. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, for, for whatever reason, when I first watched Twin Peaks, one thing I knew about the ending is that the final line is House Annie. Mm. So like, as soon as she showed up, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a significant character somehow. Um, but like she, she really like for for someone who the final line of the show is about like this pretty fa- I, I think it's like a pretty famous ending, right? Like pretty famous yeah. final line of mm. the show. Mm. Um, or it was to, like people thought it's the final line of the show before uh, before the return happened, and then of course the return also has a the the final line of the return also became famous on its own. Because mm-hmm. yeah, people want to solve it because they think oh it's the last clue it ties it all together i don't know probably it's not about clues but it is a good final line like it is it is a good Mm. thing to end on um but but anyway like for like that being so important she's just nice she's just nice with it she's yeah mm, she's pretty she has a you know she has this like very sincere delivery of everything um Mm -hmm. she has good chemistry with dale i think yeah why they would fall in love, I, I don't know. This is really... <laughs> just, he just needs to fall in love with yeah. someone to, yeah. so that it can, they, he can be like, just like Catherine, Catherine, Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> Caroline. Yeah. Because... He tells, her a, he tells her a really bad joke. I love that joke. I think it's so good. <laughs> Wait, which joke? If someone, said, if someone with that face told me that joke, I'd be like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, the, the fucking the penguin joke. Penguin, yeah, I think it's cute. It's a good joke. It's very cute that he tells it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love Harry's reaction to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's so dead. Oh, and I like. Oh, there's a nice. Te- oh, uh, no, no, you go, go on. You go, go on. on. We might be talking about. I the was going to say. I think it might be the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say. There's a nice turn because Harry says like, "Oh, so how long have you been in love with her?" As sort of a reference back to you know earlier on where Coop immediately figures out who's in love with who. Yeah. Yeah, that was what I was gonna. Mm. Yeah, same nice. brain. Um, that was nice. I like that. That was good. Yeah, these final few episodes leading up to the finale, it it's not like, you know, it's not as focused and sort of honed, but like, it gets a bit of life back in it once once mm. they stop yeah. looking for new shit to throw in. Yeah, you know, they just like, all right, it we're gonna do the like Windmill thing, somewhere. and it'll be yeah. It'll be fine. Like it's, it doesn't feel like it's, because, uh, because the, like, really the big problem with the earlier episodes was just that it very obviously felt like they are uh, treading water, and in, in mm. this one, it's like you know, you're like even, even if like this plot leads, like, isn't gonna lead to like the biggest thing, or even if it's not gonna be as big as the Laura mm. revelation or whatever, it's at least going somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, Which is appreciated. Um, Do we have anything else before the finale? (laughs) Um, I like it when Andy rappels down on it (laughs) from the ceiling. Um, Lucy does the sexy dance. To talk to to Lucy. At the pageant. That's fun. Just some good splits at the end. Good job. Yeah. Oh, I love the pageant. The I pageant just is great. It's so funny. I love Benjamin Horn like finagling it so that it's like it has to be about the fucking ghostwood thing. Mm. Um, 
I love that it's just like the grossest thing ever. <laughs> I love Annie. And that it's Annie's speech that's like David Lynn. It's, it feels like kind of shoehorning in transcendental meditation stuff about like the landscape. Yeah. And that sort of thing. Yes. I mean, I'm all about <laughs> Yeah. And she wins. Yeah. Her speech is so great, even though. Um, the the sexy lady gave Dick Tremaine a handy in the cupboard, so you know. <laughs> Obviously, not a good enough one. <laughs> yeah, disappointing. He was like, the speech was so moving. I love that Norma's there as well. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, what the fuck? She's she just that white. She's like, this is a great tradition that I am fond of. It's fine. <laughs> oh, and um, obviously um, what is her name? What is the sexy lady's name? I can't remember. Lana. Lana. Yeah. Lana, that sounds Lana. right. She does like a she does an erotic dance yeah. with um with with veils. Everyone's very moved by it. Um, <laughs> it's something. Did yeah. we did we did we actually talk about how Ben Horn is actually probably Donna's dad? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's that's because I, I feel like that that whole plot is like a distillation of all the things wrong with all the other plots because it's brought in way too late. It's got nothing to do with anything else that's going on. <laughs> and it just like sort of appears think, and disappears without any I think it's anything yeah. having happened. I do sort of like that um it's this thing about Ben Horn not knowing how to be good. So yeah. like, he asks John Justice Wheeler and he's like, you just gotta tell the truth all the time. Yeah. He's like, okay, that, I will this, damage other people's that lives. That scene at the in the finale with Doc Hayward, like it, it's so tragic because he he wants so bad to be good, but like he he's yeah. just he, I don't know. He can't help it. Yeah, and it's like even when he's trying to be good, like he he invites her mother over and is immediately like, Maybe I'm in love with you still. <laughs> Let's make up. It's like Jesus Christ, Ben. Yeah, and everyone's like begging him not to tell her, but like he's like, "No, nah, I gotta do it. This is how I be good. I will do it. I'm gonna do it." Um, but they also should have told her. Like that's kind of fucked yeah. up. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That that plot just felt so. The whole thing felt so abrupt and like unnecessary. Yeah, and it's and it's done with so quickly. It's the whole thing is takes over like you know. I think it's two episodes max that the whole thing stretches over. And it just seems so insignificant when it's done because it happens really near the end. Yeah, it's really just like they were scrambling for something to give Donna to do. Mm, yeah, James is like completely out of the plot. Um, yeah, I and I think yeah, and then like the pageant happens. Um, Windermere dressed as the log lady does his evil yeah. stuff mm. and. Makes the lights uh, go flicker and planted a bomb somewhere where he knew Dale was gonna follow him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, um, Lucy <laughs> reveals that yeah. she decided uh, Andy is the dad of her child. <laughs> this is what this is the information we needed at this point in the story. One hundred percent. Yeah, this is equally as important as the Windermere plot. <laughs> this was the, uh-huh. the most appropriate time for us to know. <laughs> it literally what? happens during the pageant, which is. <laughs> I do think it was very funny. Like, like genuinely, like as an intentional comedy thing they did, it was a very good. Like bit of, you know, intentional comedy <laughs> when they. 
when <laughs> Dick was like, oh, p- perfect, this is just the choice what I was hoping for. Congratulations, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, considering their child is Michael yeah. Sarah, like, <laughs> she's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's gotta be. Um, yeah, and she's like, yeah, you don't have to act so disappointed. Huh. <laughs> and he's so horny for the whole pageant as well, so it's very funny. God, what a uh, what an incredible character, Dictor Main. I know. He really, he really adds a, like, a bizarre flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and okay. Annie is missing. Um, oh. What? Uh-oh, uh, the log lady's here, except it's not the log lady, <gasps> it's someone who's dressed as the log lady. And now the lights are flickering on and off when we're in a raid. Nice. And um, even though they've all been... It is very funny because there's this whole thing about, like... Um, it's like a theory, I don't know, but it's just, like, Dale becomes so involved in, like, the workings of the town that he sort of becomes a worse FBI agent <laughs> the longer he spends there. Um, so rather than being like, okay, Wyndham is going to kidnap the queen of the pageant and, like, steal her and use her turn to the lodge or whatever he's like we will continue to have the pageant and we will just protect whoever wins <laughs> rather than being like we can't have a pageant we've got to cool it off and like um, he, at this point he's like been like actually dating annie and still like he, he knows that the winner of the pageant is going to be the one who's going to be kidnapped by earl and still like when annie wins yeah. he's like hey yeah annie i'm so <laughs> yeah. proud of you yeah. let's go Wow, well he should have given, yeah, he like he given her a worse speech. Yeah. It's really his fault. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, and he's kidnapped, and Andy tells us that it is, in fact, a map. Um, it's a map. Okay, yeah, glyph. <laughs> it's a map. Which, obviously, it's a map. There's two mountains on it. Yeah. This is <laughs> like the classic plot device that I always, I always love when this happens on a TV show, where, like, there's one character who clearly knows the correct answer, but the, the, like, other characters are too busy with their own, like, explanation. And they're like, shut up, not now. Like, you, can, you, can tell us, you can tell us what you want to tell later. We're, like, too busy trying to figure this, uh, this puzzle here out. You're you're not gonna be able to help us with this. Shut up. Just just say it later. When when like clearly we as the audience know that Andy is yeah. gonna have the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's the main characters not have the crucial information until like the mm-hmm. next episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know it's very frustrating, but it's also I'm I'm glad that Andy could yeah. help out. You know, I'm glad that he, yeah. he figured yeah, yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Proud of him, even though it was incredibly obvious, and I'm still mad at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty dumb that everyone didn't figure it out. And then when he's like, "Oh, is this an N or a, is this to do with the something or other?" and he's like, "No," and then he realizes he's like, oh, "Actually, what you thought was this is actually it's a symbol for the planets." It's like, "Yes, of course, it's a symbol for the planets." How do you not know that? Astrology wasn't as... They didn't have CoStar yet. They didn't know about the planets. Uh, he knows nothing. <laughs> Surely someone would know. I don't know. Um, yeah, yes. Dale is just so fucking dumb during like all of season two. <laughs> like, the way he also didn't figure out the, the Bob thing or the like Leland thing mm. until he randomly remembered his dream. Yeah, and then in this one you can't figure out the map. Come on. (laughs) I didn't. I did enjoy 
Okay, so yeah, so they they entered the lodge um in the last episode. Ooh. Uh which, you know, you need fear, so you put someone who's scared and then you like enter it. Um and then Dale enters and then he chases after them. But he's in the lodge, and it's the waiting room. But it's also the black lodge. But I think it's also the white lodge. And I think they're the same place. Mm. And I think it's about what you bring in with you. Hmm. And I think he showed, you know, too much fear rather than love. And that's why it's the black lodge. This is my theory. <laughs> okay. Um, no, this is all good. Because the opposite, the opposite of love isn't hate; it's fear, which is what. Um, the general says, and then he also says that his only fear is that love is not enough, which I did enjoy. That's a good line. It's a yeah. good line that I think yeah. about. Up on yeah, the dartboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> such a great scene. I love that he, sa- he says it so immediately after being asked. He's like, that, that's like a stock answer for him. Like, yeah, no, that is, I know that's, yeah, that's my fear. That's what he, what, what's your strongest fear? fear. Oh, the, the, he's not like, <laughs> that love is know, not spiders. enough. <laughs> yeah, it's just that, that love is not enough. And then Wyndham's like, oh, I hate you. Um, yeah, he's in there. Yeah, he I runs really, around. He's, he's got the coffee, there. and it's and it's, you know, but it's yeah, it's gross. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it's a, sort of difficult to fully explain, like sort of how this section yeah. of it goes. It's surreal. You it's know. it's really oh, cool great, stuff. Yeah, very very cool. It's it's I new stuff. Like, it's like unpredictable, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's this bit where we see Leland like doppelganger Leland kind of and he's like I did not kill anybody and I don't know I wonder if that's David's like commentary on being like Leland didn't really mean to do it he was just possessed by evil <laughs> mm. and it wasn't anything to do mm. with him potentially yeah, maybe yeah and then we see Maddie and we see Laura and she's screaming and we see doppelgangers and they're one and the same but they're also mm. different next time you see me says the little <gasps> man I won't be me and then we see the doppelganger version of him and then we see Windermill and as mentioned before he's just like I'm going to take your soul but he's not allowed <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> um, so he gets banned <laughs> yeah. I love the song that's playing do, in the, when he enters the lodge oh, oh the sycamore that, trees I that's love that so song. good that ruled god damn Meanwhile, uh, Audrey Meanwhile, has uh, changed herself. <laughs> Audrey does a civil disobedience. Yeah, direct action. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the Pete and Andrew come in. Andrew Packard? Yes. I think. Yes, I, yeah. I think um, so. They is, got yes. the key from the puzzle box. And they put it in, and uh, it's a bomb. <gasps> ah, it's a bomb, and it says "Got you," and then it blows up. And <laughs> there was the comedy shot of the glasses, <laughs> the glasses falling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we get we get the whole um, uh, you know that there's a new character, and he's the bank manager who's very old and moves very slowly. Mm, another old slow character. We love that. Yeah, and he takes a long time. And we also hear a security guard being like, it's a boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very good. That scene really highlights when he's just, like, walking very slowly to get her a glass of water. That, like, really highlights yeah. David is directing this because, yeah. like, mm. it's so <laughs> slow and there's not the, the you know, 
um it's such like not a television show in that in mm, that scene mm. you know yeah yeah it's like what if this is art stuff now like yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's slow like it. and it's so clearly deliberately slow like that yeah 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 and it's like really funny like um, the, but but the comedy of of the like audrey chains herself to the door scene is completely different <laughs> from the type of comedy that usually is present in twin peaks right mm. like this is this is funny in in a similar way as the uh fucking cucked by Billy Ray Cyrus scene in Mulholland Drive is funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a very like dry, slow type of comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Also, the, the the comedy of her chaining herself to the door, which you can then yeah, just open. Yeah, she just, like, just walks straight through. <laughs> it's just like, uh, all right. She's kind of awkwardly like, just kind of turns, <laughs> let them in. Swings back. Like, it's not... <laughs> It's not inconvenient in that it stops you getting in there. It's just inconvenient in that she's just kind of there. You know? <laughs> well, it's, for, it's for a photo op, isn't it? It's just it's like she's like, oh, get the yeah. get reporters here. Yeah. Get a picture. Yeah. Very performative. Yeah. From the Gazette. Yeah. And it, I know we mentioned this already, but like just this one scene gives gives her like gives her so much more character than anything else mm. she did this season. You didn't like it when... When she was romancing Billy Zane, I thought you Oh, I did that. like that, but like in a different way. You didn't like him and she was like, I'm a virgin, let's go, Jen, let's go. Let's, go. let's fuck Peek on her with, with the car. My dad is going to wait He's outside. He's just going to hang around outside. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting outside the door like Tyrion in Game of Thrones. Ah, oh, what a good show. Um, how's Annie? Yeah. How's Annie? Yeah, so... Hang on, Dale I gotta go brush my the, teeth. In the lodge. <laughs> okay. Dale, Dale in the lodge. He uh, he he doesn't do well. I you know there's there's like arguments about what he does wrong here that maybe like he cared too much about Annie or he failed in some regards or he didn't he wasn't prepared correctly or whatever. But he he fails and his doppelganger like jumps on him. And you know, gets him, and then when he wakes up, it's it's not him. When we see him again, it's not him anymore. Mm. And it is very funny in this because the doppelganger Coop who wakes up has very similar mannerisms to doppelganger Coop in the Return, which I wasn't expecting it to be quite so similar. How do you mean? Um. Well, when he gets up, he's like, "Oh yeah, let me brush my yeah. teeth," and he does like the the voice, like the monotonous, <laughs> um, just like. Yeah, mm. like the weird, the weird Doppel Cooper voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I think there were like there, there were like people who were confused by like why is why is this an evil Coop now? Uh, why is why is this guy the different evil not guy that now? It's pretty clear confusing. from the final episode. Like, it's, did you not yeah, watch pretty well season two? Indicated. Like it's it's just literally yeah. like basically what's said at the end. Like he does look into the mirror and there's. Bob. Yeah. Bob's there too. Yeah. And fucking Coop wears a, like, season three evil Coop wears Bob's, like, leather jacket and has the same hairstyle. Like, it's not that hard to put that together anyway. Mm. Not leather jacket, yeah, like, jean jacket, denim jacket. It, sh- it shouldn't be that hard just, like, from the get go, but, like, the visual language of, yeah. you know, Bob being reflected in a mirror has been used multiple times already within the same yeah. TV show. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, we, we should be able to get this by now. Yeah. He bashes his head. He puts loads of toothpaste into the sink, which is evil. I'm very <laughs> wasteful. Are you not doing this every time you brush your teeth? <laughs> yeah. When I go to the store, I buy, I buy seven tubes of toothpaste and squeeze. How many times am I going to need to brush my in teeth? A, in a circle. He's just buying like a pack of 20 donuts, eating one and throwing the rest in the bin. And that's how you know he's evil. <laughs> It's a statement on environmentalism. Mm. Uh, yeah. Then he asks, how's Annie? How's Annie? It how's Annie? It strikes me as like, because he asked before, like, how's Annie? And and um, mm. struck me as like, oh, that's a good one. How's Annie? I'll, I can't believe I, they fell for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it does sound yeah, like he's doing it, definitely... it like in a, in a, <laughs> Uh, get a load of these guys' voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how's Annie? It felt, yeah, very much like how's Annie? Yeah, he's like flexing. You know, he's like, oh, I made it to the real world. Doppelcoop made it to the real world. God, these idiots. Yeah. He's doing the jerk off motion while he's saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna spend the rest of my time on Earth being really grimy and just going around <laughs> and doing fucked up shit. But it's. Yeah, it's really interesting rewatching this. Mm. So I'm not sure if I've watched it since I watched The Return. Um, and it is interesting watching this, knowing like everything that happens after this, according to that, mm. you know, and like what happens to the characters after that. Because like with Audrey, obviously that's just like horrifically depressing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like Ed and Norma and all the other all the other characters. Ben Horn's fine though, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah no, Ben Horn's fine. <laughs> Jerry Horn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people got mad at this ending. Mm, that's um, right. I mean I think I, I think I probably would have gotten mad at the ending initially. If I'd if I'd seen it while it was like when it was broadcasting. Yeah. When you only got one episode a week or whatever. If mm. I was used to the show like airing every week as it did mm. and then this was the ending, I would I wouldn't be upset. Uh, no, I might be upset, yeah. If I were like a normal person in 1989, yeah. mm. you know, mm-hmm. or whenever. If I had gotten into yeah. the TV show like during the little Nikki plotline, <laughs> <laughs> when are they going to get back to look, little Nikki? Like, <laughs> what's all this large nonsense? That's why yeah, everyone was so upset about Fire Walk with me because they didn't. <laughs> there was yeah. no little Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, you're watching. You like, you know, you go into Cannes Film Festival and you're like, I can't wait to watch David David's new movie about Little Nicky, which is why it's called Firewalk with Me because he's like, because he's the yeah. devil. Yeah. Um, and then actually, it's like a harrowing tale of a, like a girl's last horrible life, like last week alive before she's like murdered by her father. And you're like, this is not at all what I was hoping to see. <laughs> You'd be upset, and you would boo him out of can. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Forever. I mean, that's it's an entirely fun. different thing. Like, but like, like, like to be serious for a second. Like, I do think like, most of the television watching audience for Twin Peaks uh, wasn't like big, like art house David Lynch fans, right? Like, it aired on mm. ABC no. or whatever, prime time, yeah, uh, soap opera thing. 
and there were like weird parts in season one but like i do get why you'd be like um it, this show is getting cancelled and you're giving a cliffhanger ending what the fuck mm, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah mm. I, well i, I, I can so just insane. watch this movie and it will explain everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> there will be no questions left after I watch this movie. <laughs> it is, but it is a very like ballsy move of david lynch to be like oh you get me back so for good. to direct like one final episode i'm gonna give you a final episode <laughs> You're gonna love this. You're yeah. you're gonna eat this shit up. I mean, like the script is the is the one that Mark Frost wrote more or less um, for the final episode, but the visuals were all David's invention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so he cut a bunch out of like, because like I think in the original Black Lodge is like Bob is a dentist. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> yeah, Bob's dressed as a dentist, and then like Dale has to be like in the dentist chair and shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? I would. <laughs> Oh my god! I think there's, I think there's a picture of it somewhere. Um, How have I never heard this before? This is brand new. Oh uh, yeah, so that so that was all like invented and like he put in a bunch of stuff that were again like touchstones to earlier stuff. So mm. having um, the log lady come in with the jar of engine oil, um, having Renette Plowski, having Sarah Palmer be in it again for one last time, <laughs> um, and like Laura being in the lodge. Uh, Maddie being there. It's all like that's all David shit that he put in. I wonder if the toothpaste thing was originally because of the dentist <laughs> thing. I just oh, man, wow, yeah, <laughs> that adds up. Adds up. Oh my god, it's the one. It's, well, it's Bob's main thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is new thing. He's got. Mm-hmm. He's got the big toothy grin and he mm-hmm. wants to make sure everyone else has their proper dental hygiene yeah can't wait for the return where like uh, bob coop is gonna like tie up people and then open up their mouth and then floss all their teeth <laughs> maybe bob is just the teeth that men brush <laughs> uh well that's twin peaks season two God damn. the second bit of it yeah I hope you I hope you enjoyed learning about our feelings about this. <laughs> Huge number of feelings. Um, this is the only television show. Mm, you're right. Yeah. Mm, this was great, and I I enjoyed it. Oh uh, yeah. Um, like there was a fucking rough stretch in there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I will say some of the episodes of these were awful but like overall still like the endings is like the final episode is still probably my favorite episode of the original era mm, yeah yeah um, yeah easily i i knew i loved the last like the finale to it but watching it again it, it really is like massively impressive it is really good stuff yeah i was yeah. surprised by how much i liked it again even though i yeah i knew how much i liked it before it's been a treat yeah it's been very nice it's been a nice show, yeah. but luckily it's not um, over yet. Uh, this, hey, as we like, know. as we mentioned a few times, this cliffhanger is obviously going to be resolved in the mm. movie that that he did after this, where he finally got the chance to to tie this up, tie this up all up neatly. Um, mm-hmm. mm. So that's what we're <laughs> yeah. going to do next month. I can't wait to have like a conclusion that makes everyone yeah. happy again. <laughs> we'll. We'll see you again in 25 oh, days. Nice. <laughs> 25 episodes. Um, 
Uh, yeah, do we have like any other wrap-up thoughts? We've been going on going for a while, so we're yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got come to uh, this is already the longest episode uh, of this podcast. No, we we watched uh, a lot of yeah. show, so we watched a lot of yeah. show, so there's a lot. To yeah, say. I I was expecting this to become our longest episode, just mm, yeah, yeah, based <laughs> on the sheer amount of content that we'll have to talk about. Uh, but I do think it was a good. Yeah. This was a good way to do Twin Peaks. Uh, would have been mm, would yeah, have been yeah. dumb to do just the bad episodes for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the bad bits. I mean, it's just all right. the, just the bits um, where David Lynch was not involved at all on the David Lynch podcast. Uh, yeah, this is this is our no David Lynch. We did talk like where we we review things that David Lynch doesn't yeah. do. <laughs> like in, in this in this like two hour and ten minute recording, there was like maybe ten minutes we talked about shit David Lynch did. So that's cool. Mm. Wow, shit that David Lynch did would make a great, like, funny Twitter account. Okay. <laughs> I, I I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lynchpin, which is ending now. Um, I hope you come back next. Wait, what is next? Firewalk with Firewalk me. with me? Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so buckle up your tear ducks. Um, next, yeah. next month is Firewalk also, with me also a little call to action well, here um, I don't know if I said this last episode uh, but chronologically the thing we sh- would have to do after Firewalk with me would be on the air which is like the next TV show David mm. Lynch and Mike Frost did it got cancelled before they even finished the first season isn't it like a sitcom? Really yeah. good. it's supposed like, to be like a, comedy? a sitcom or like David Lynch's twist okay. on the sitcom genre I think from from what I expect, it does to sitcoms what to Twin Peaks, or it was supposed to do to Twin uh, to sitcoms what Twin Peaks did to soap operas. But it's nowhere avail- available. Like I I have not been able to dig it up anywhere. Uh, it was apparently on YouTube for a while. It got all deleted. <laughs> so if you're listening <laughs> to it, this and have like an uncle working at David Lynch uh, and have like a <laughs> legal DVD copy of this that you can mail to us. Or, you know, if you if you can provide us any 100% legal, obviously, access to this. If you want to send us a completely unrelated Google Drive folder. Mm. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, you just, know. just you know like where to get find in touch us. with us because I would I would love to watch on the air. Um, if we're not if we're not uh, able to dig that up by next month, we're gonna have to plan for doing uh, Lost Highway next, and I will still like be on the lookout for on the air after that, so we can do an episode <laughs> about that eventually, <laughs> even if it's not chronological. This is brilliant. I'd never heard of this show ever before. I'm so air. intrigued. <laughs> it's got it's got. It's got Dick Tremaine in it. Uh, okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. I'm down. Okay, so <laughs> we'll be doing one of those um, after yeah. Firewalk With Me, but next month is Firewalk With Me. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for coming with us to Twin Peaks, um, and we'll, we'll see you next yeah. month. Uh, bye-bye. And as always, when you hear us again, it's not going to be us. I've got ideas. <laughs> We're all going to be trees. Electric oh, trees. You no. did it before. Oh, I'm so hyped for that. Okay. Okay, bye. 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 Under the sycamore tree. The
Oh, oh, oh. 